0: You're listening to the Monica Cade Podcast, a conscious approach to all things health and lifestyle, empowering you to be your best self in each moment, because the truth is that's all we ever have. From conscious lifestyle tips that will help you make better choices in all areas of your life, through to interviews with game-changing entrepreneurs, creative minds, and thought leaders. These conversations move me. They're changing the world, and I hope they impact yours. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's conversation. Welcome to episode 115 of the Monica Cade podcast. I'm your host, Monica Cade. Today's guest is Australian actress, writer, and director Matilda Brown. Matilda is best known for her TV series, Let's Talk About, Lessons from the Grave, which she both wrote and directed and acted in, both starring opposite her father, Brian Brown. And most recently, feature film Palm Beach, also starring her dad and directed by her mother, Rachel Ward, alongside an impressive Australian cast. And on the topic of family, Matilda and her partner, Scott Gooding, who has also been on the show earlier this year, have just become parents to little Zan. Today, we're going to go behind the scenes of her upbringing, find out about her journey into acting, talk creativity, and what it's like being a first-time mum. Hello, Matilda. Thanks,
1: Thanks for joining
0: me. Thank you. Thank you. For having me. It's a pleasure. So let's start off with your upbringing. What was it like growing up in such a creative household?
1: Um, it was normal, I guess, is mm. the main thing. I, I mean, people always ask that question, what was it like growing up with, you know, either famous parents or mm. in a really creative household, and the the thing is, I, you don't know any different. Mm. So, I actually didn't know that my parents were well-known to other people for a long time, mm. because you don't have an awareness of that as a, as a child, um, and then other people kind of tell you and you're confused by it. And um, But in terms of creativity, I mean, it, it was everywhere. Mm. Like my mum my is seriously creative in every aspect of her life, whether it's decorating the home um, or making films or painting um, the way she dresses. Everything about mum is creative. Um, so... I guess from just like a really young age, it was just, you know, weekends of doing art, um, mm. setting up still lives, painting, um, you know, when you're a kid and you have school projects and you have to make the, um, you know, you're like, I've got this project. Yeah. Mum would just get so into it. <laughs> Everybody's mum gets into it. But, you know, just watching her enthusiasm for cr- creating things and from nothing um, and taking joy from that, and then, you know, I guess growing up with that, it just it becomes who you are. Mm. And their, I mean, their home is from floor to, from floor to ceiling covered in artwork, mm. photos. Like it's just texturally pretty amazing it's kind of like walking into a museum Mm. I mean everyone always kind of goes like oh my god this place is amazing it's just you can't stop looking at everything Mm. um I mean we're sitting in like one of their you know like the 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 beach family home Mm. um and it it's very dull down compared to what because they've rented out so it's you know yeah but um you get kind of a sense of that there's some creativity Mm. you know in the walls and Yeah, yeah, it was one, it was amazing upbringing, Mm. we were really lucky. So, I guess then having
0: creative parents, did you feel like you went through school and knew kind of what direction you wanted to go in, or do you feel like you still had that internal struggle that often people go through?
1: I think I I went through school always being drawn to more towards the creative subjects, Mm. I wasn't, I don't think I ever considered myself particularly academic, though I did very well at school because I worked very hard and we went to a good school and mum and dad always pushed education mm. and wanted us to work hard. Um, but definitely I was always, I always preferred the creative classes. Mm. Um Which is funny because now I'm studying psychology Mm -hmm. and so I'm having to go back to all this scientific stuff which I did not care about at all when I was, like, in year nine. But now I find really fascinating. Yeah. Um, But, uh, no, I had did not have – I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do. I was too embarrassed to say that I wanted to be an actor Mm -hmm. or follow in their footsteps because at that point I did know, you know, when you start thinking about your career, I did know that my parents had – were sort of at the top of their game. Yeah. And that comes with such pressure when you say you want to enter into something like that. I couldn't say it to them. I didn't want – it took me a long time to go, maybe I will pursue something like that or try yeah. that. Um, and, in fact, it kind of came, came along when I was nine when Dad was producing the show called Twisted Tales and – there was a role in it for you know a girl my age, and I said, Can I audition for it? And I and he went, Yeah, okay. And he would, I auditioned for it and I didn't get the role. But then another role came up for a girl my age, and I got that role. In for that, and I got that role. And it was, you know, two weeks of filming, so much fun. You know, as a nine-year-old, you walk into these wardrobe trailers and makeup trailers, and you have Wonderful women helping you, you know, create this character and get your makeup put on and, you know, get dressed into some other girl that you that isn't you. And you go to set and you like say words that someone's made up, you know, and you (laughs) laugh and you have fun and you make these relationships with people and you don't go to school and it's just was seriously fun. Yeah. And I remember thinking, God, that is quite a career to do that's quite a job to do something like that but that's a lot of fun yeah and so I guess it sort of for me started then though I was still you know pretty young then I considered maybe being a paleontologist or a lawyer but really I think at the end of the day I was always going to be creative Mm. yeah
0: I find it so interesting that you didn't like because your parents were successful Mm. that you didn't feel like you could kind of say it to them yeah like that's really interesting did you feel like you had to live up to like what they had achieved yeah I think is? it's just that thing of
1: doing something in front of someone who you know is very good at something you mm-hmm. know I think everybody has that thing of like I don't I'd rather do it in front of someone who's shit you know <laughs> and then it, I don't and then it's fine if I fuck it up because they're shit I'm shit we're all shit you know <laughs> you can all have a laugh together but to do something in front of someone who does it very well yeah is daunting and um I had to it took me a long time to even learn my like when I did pursue it post high school it took me a long time to ask for their help for auditions you know like to even just go dad hey can you run my lines with me like that terrified me for a long time You know, only at the very beginning, like he, you know, he'd go, "Of course, let's sit down and do it." And I feel so scared, you know, saying the first line, and then we'd run it a couple of times, and by that, it's fine, you know. Yeah. And he's he helps, and you know, he's very. Dad is actually much less daunting to do things in front of than mum because mum mm-hmm. mum <laughs> calls a spade a spade, and dad does like the feedback sandwich, which I really like, which is like positive, negative, positive. Yeah. So he or he is really good at giving critical feedback in a really supportive, lovely way. Whereas mum would just be like, terrible, do it again. Terrible. (laughs) I don't believe you at all. No, absolutely not. What are you, you know, you're like,
0: (laughs) all right. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's when it's a parent and your parent is saying that to you. Yeah. That makes it like twice the blow than if it was like an
1: acting teacher or something. Yeah, because it's like of all people in the world you want to make proud, it's, yeah, your parents or your family. or So, I yeah, I had two very two people at the top of their game who all my parents um, and, it, yeah, and it took me a long time to be, I guess, to like feel confident in my skills mm. enough to go, um, oh, I can, yeah, it's fine, we can all, you know, we can all act together, we yeah. can all be in a show together and it's mm. great. Mm. But um, you've got to start, you know, you've got to start from somewhere and get to that point that you yeah. with anything really.
0: So then once you were comfortable and then you started, you know, writing your own Mm. films and TV series and things like that and then acting alongside, like, your dad, what was that experience like?
1: So much fun. So much fun working with dad. Like, we get along so well. We get along so well outside of it, but Mm. we just have such a fun time working together because Mm. we're really similar in personality and in humour and tone tonally with things. Um he I really like writing shows that make you laugh one minute and cry the next, but but a basically uplifting, funny, um, and yeah. that kind of thing. Mum Mum errs on the side of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um not mm-hmm. that she's she's light, she's light and loves loves a laugh as well, but she's definitely drawn to a darker subject matter for sure. me. Um whereas Dad isn't mm-hmm. necessarily and um, more and and dad dad always sort of I didn't get scared sending dad stuff mm-hmm. you know I sort of could feel okay about going I'm at this point with it so don't judge it too harshly I just want to know if you like the idea or and then he yeah and he'd always call me and go great love it love this bit so good oh what character can I play like he just yeah. from the get-go <laughs> wanted to be part of that yeah he didn't have like an ego around it being like oh, it's, only, it's, it's a short film or it's a, yeah. you know, he was just, you know, threw his hat into the ring, massive supporter of his kids, like, just... Yeah. Yeah, and so much fun being on set with him. It just makes everyone laugh. Yeah. And he just, he's like one of the, he wants to be one of the kids. He just wants to be, like, part of... Because, of course, my film sets are all <laughs> so, like a much younger generation so yeah. who he's used to working with, but yeah. he just, just loves it. Loves it.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. So then... What was, so once you started going down the path of acting, did you have any idea of like where you wanted your career to go or was yeah. it just something that you kind of thought, this is what I love doing for now and that's
1: what I'm going to pursue? No, i 100%. Like I left school, my mom's advice to me was don't just be an actress, get something else behind you because as a woman in this industry, like you've basically got a shelf life, mm. um, whereas men go on to, you know, they're not judged on their looks like we yeah. are, so... She, was, she just said, you know, don't, don't do what I did, which was just be an actress, and at 35 find it very hard to get a job. Mm. Granted, she did come from England to Australia and didn't have an Australian accent, mm. and at that point we weren't doing what we are doing now where yeah. anyone can play different parts. Um, so she went to directing school and, and writing school, and so anyway, I finished school and I went to Melbourne and I studied film and TV, and then I went to RMIT and did a writing degree, and then I came back. Mm. And I started acting and writing and directing, And I was about twenty three at that point. And I, yeah, I wanted to make it. Like mm. I just wanted to um, I also look back on it now, and i and I think that because of who my parents were, I had entitlement attached to attached to what I was the world that I was going into from your perspective or from like completely I didn't know that I did but looking back on it I wish in a way if I hadn't come from the family that I'd come from I would have come into it with a much more open mind I would have sort of thrown myself into every kind of different acting group and this and that but I think because I I came from again like a place where people knew that my parents were I was terrified to like go and do acting groups because I felt like people were judging me Mm-hmm. Like going like Matilda should be great because she's, yeah. you know. And so I, I really that really stopped me from just being someone who really loved something and wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had to get through get past that, obviously. And you know, that was that's part of like, you know, growing up and learning all that stuff about yourself. Mm-hmm. So it was fine, but um, it did stop me from doing things like sometimes I think I was a bit snobby about the roles that I was asked to audition for, or, which you're 23, you're just going, <laughs> yeah, I'll take anything I can get. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think like anybody who like throws a hat into this industry, the, the cream of the crop, make it, or the people who are, get lucky at the right time, like there's a lot mm. of things that go into actually making, you know, being able to make a really good living out of it. And that, it's basically one percent. Like it's not a lot of people. Yeah. But um, I think everybody aspires to be like, okay, not jet, or a, you know, they may want or yeah. Margo Robbie or whatever the people who can go over there and they make it. Um, but just that just is. There are so many reasons why someone doesn't, and it, a lot of the time it doesn't come down to whether or not you're good. Like there, mm. I, I have so many friends in this industry who are phenomenal at what they do, and they're not making shitloads of money and getting every single job. You mm-hmm. know, it's timing. It's right place, right place, the right time. It's who you know. It's what, what role comes in at the right time that you're, you know, right for that role. Mm. It's it's so many differences. Whether you have blonde or brown hair, it's whether you match with the other people. It's there's just so many things that come into it, mm. and that's the. And there's so many people who want to do it Mm. because it's a lot of fun and you can make money and then you can also not make money. You know, you can Mm. also just be high and dry for a long time waiting for the next job to come along Mm. because it's also quite addictive because it's so much fun. So you're like, well, it's kind of worth it to be on the bread line. That (laughs) that that moment could be coming. That moment could be coming. And then people go to LA, they spend 10 years come back, and they've wasted, not wasted because, you know, you don't waste life, really. Yeah, but yeah. they come back and they've got to start again mm. in a new career because it hasn't worked out, and mm. you can't you can't then come back after spending ten years in LA and then come back and go, "Hey guys, I'm back." <laughs> Casting directors have moved on. Like there's yeah. a whole new there's people here who've been working away at it. The way you know it's mm. going to reintroduce yourself again. And mm. do you want to at 35? And can you? And mm. really, it is a hard industry
0: for you, like you, you just down Palm beach as well. Like, where are you at now in terms of like your acting and your writing and your directing? Like, how do you feel about it today?
1: Um, I feel pretty, I don't really like the industry anymore. I, I would really like to segue out of it. I don't think I, for a few reasons, um, it's really hard to make a consistent living off it. Like you do get you know, you can get some years where you're like, great, I made a, I made a really good living from writing, directing, and acting this year, mm. and then you can get years where just my, like the jobs are dry. Not there's not a lot of stuff going on. We don't have a lot of money to put into the industry. Mm. Um, and and or oh, you get really close. To, the thing that drives me nuts is you get so close to things. Mm. Like the amount of times that I've gone, like I went to LA a couple of years ago with a show that I've written shopped it around and this one company got so close to coming on and getting it and like they were doing the deal and it was with my American agent and them mm. and I was like great my show my show's gonna get made. How amazing this is this is it. Mm. Um this is what I what I want not this is it. I just you know you work so hard at something of course you want it to be validated you want someone to production company to come on and get it and you wanna, you know, I wrote it for myself to act in and um and then that just disappears just they just drop off the face on it and you're mm. like uh, okay now I've got to grieve that yeah and that takes a lot of energy to like let go of the the feeling of despair that comes with things you know so close mm. to something you are getting thinking that you're going to get your show name. and then same thing happens in Australia like you get great to come on shopped around people love it channels attached to it and then again nothing mm. and it just does my head in and there's just only so much resilience we have yeah. as, as humans. Like before you go, hang on, the reward isn't isn't enough mm. for the amount of effort that I'm putting in. Like we all, you know, have this like this reward system
2: that, yeah.
1: that our brains eventually go, it's not, it's actually not paying off. Yeah. So what am I doing this for? And I don't, I don't love the things that are being created any anymore. I don't. Mm. What, I mean, there's a very few and far between shows that I watch where I'm like, wow, that was inspiring. That that really moved me. Um, I'm so impressed by that. There's so much shit out there mm. that is just taking... That people are just watching for the sake of watching it as well. Yeah. I don't want to contribute to that world anymore mm. If it's if I'm not inspired by it. Mm. And life's too short. Like, I want to do something that is beneficial to the world. I want to started off doing this because I actually wanted to connect with people and help, yeah. and I had written some things that people had really responded to. And now I just think, oh, may I'll well just become a psychologist. If I do a psychology degree, which I'm doing now, Yeah. by the time I'm 40, I can actually be making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. Although, um, otherwise I'm just going to waste the 10 years of my life. Waste, don't like saying that, yeah. but, you know, I can, I've been in this industry for over 10 years and I feel like I've made a scratch mm. on, you know, what you could potentially, you know, in the, you know, in the huge.
0: Grand scheme
1: yeah, of things. And I don't feel like it's been enough. There's, I, ha- I don't feel satisfied by it. Mm. And I don't care anymore whether someone thinks I'm a good writer or not. Yeah. Like I just don't care. Mm. That ambition that you have at 25 where you're just like, People need to know that I'm good. <laughs> they will need to know I can act. They need to know I can write. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like, you know, you have a baby and suddenly you like, a like, things. it puts a few things into perspective. Like I just, I'd just be happy just to hang out with my little man at the moment. Like my ego is not what yeah. it was once. It's funny, like I obviously don't have a child. My sister has had
0: like yeah. uh, my, my nephew. But even... Even just now in my life, I look back and I think, where is that, like, yeah. there was this drive, this yeah. ambition that I remember having, and I feel like it's gone somewhere, mm-hmm. and I don't, but it's interesting, like, hearing you say that, and then reflecting on that experience, I'm like, maybe it's not so much that it's gone, it's just that I don't care as much, mm-hmm. I don't need to prove myself. You don't myself. Need to prove
2: yourself as much, yeah. totally.
0: And I'm more probably focused on wanting to be more of myself and do the things that I love and make me happy rather than trying to get that validation from the external world, which I think is huge when you're young. Definitely.
1: You haven't developed your, like, your internal self-worth yet. You know, you're still so, like, when I was 25, I I just, I mean, everything I did, I did it for other people Mm. to to um, I, the way that I, you know, I had an eating disorder at 25 didn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought other people will like me if I'm this thin, you know, like they made me, made me like, I, I, you know, wasn't healthy. I was, and I, and I was angry at myself all the time and I was mean mm-hmm. to myself and other people because I was bloody hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, all the things that I did at 25 you get to an age where you're just like, oh, I love that. so it takes a lot of energy to be that totally. person. Yeah. And I, I don't think I want to, I don't, I want to do that anymore. Yeah. I just, and you've learned to love yourself, I guess, hmm. or like yourself more than you, know. than, you I mean, I love myself, but there's a lot of people who don't aren't yeah. at that point. Yeah. I can say that to my mom. I'm like, you yeah, know, I love myself. And she's like, oh, God, I don't. <laughs> 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 So I know that the only thing missing is going, oh, I
2: don't love mine though. Yeah.
0: So then, all right, we'll t- t- we've touched on Zan and so you're a first-time mum now. Yes. So did you always know you wanted to have kids when you were yes. growing up?
1: Cool. Yes, okay. so always. Yeah, so I was about talking about this to my sister the other day because she doesn't know whether she wants kids or not, mm. and she's older than me. Um, and she's, she's single and she, you know, she sort of could or she finds the right guy, yes, maybe, mm-hmm. but she's not, like, she doesn't have that. I always wanted to have kids. Yeah. I remember being 21 and calling mum and being like, mum, I'm pretty ready to have a kid now. What? Do you reckon I could just adopt one? And he's <laughs> like, don't be ridiculous. Do <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to have enough support on this. <laughs> no, but I definitely, yeah. I mean, I I feel like my I've always been wanting to find the guy to have the child. Like, yeah. obviously. <laughs> sorry, Scott, that's the story you were no, I mean, like, obviously, you've got to. There, in, in saying that, <laughs> you find the guy, right, that works for you. Yeah. To have, you know, that you love, who loves you, who supports, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. To, to have the child with. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but in my mind, I've always, it's always been. I've always seen a family. I've always been mm. kids. Yeah.
0: What's been prior, like, was your pregnancy great or was that challenging? Um,
1: the, 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 both ends of pregnancy were challenging. The middle of pregnancy was, as people always say, oh, second trimester. So wonderful mm. um and it is wonderful and you feel so great and mm. everyone's so lovely to you when you're pregnant especially mm. when it's your first like, oh my god <laughs> you know, this is such a magical time <laughs> I it is a magical time and everyone <laughs> makes you feel so special yeah um but i had a horrible morning sickness at the beginning and the last month is just can't sleep like everything's everything's difficult um yeah, there's just so many things about the end that I was just so over it. Yeah. Um, couldn't wait to meet him. I just, just the whole time I was just like, who is this little thing?
2: I'm
0: yeah. I can't wait for you.
1: But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Like, mm. as far as pregnancies go, I think it was fine. Mm.
0: How would you sum up the experience the first time you got to see Sam? Um.
1: Oh, if you can put it even into words, I'm sure they'd fall short. I think you just, like, the thing that I wasn't prepared for was it is the most amazing feeling of love that it's actually so terrifying because I realized in an instant if anything happened to him, my life would be over. Like, mm. I just don't know how people who have lost children do it. Mm. And I'm sure, you know, I've, not, I've talked to people who have lost children, they say every day is just you just get up and you just try and get through it. Mm. But it just is this thing of you're holding this thing that you just love. It is such a different love to the love that you have for your partner. But it's like, I don't know, it's just it's completely mind blowing. Mm. It's Christmas every day when I go and he wakes up. <laughs> oh, like, that's so nice. He wakes up. I, I see him like on the monitor like moving yeah and they, go, okay. <laughs> and they like go in and he like it's a happy little kid he just looks up at your big giggle and like smile on his face yeah and that's what it was like when he came out he was he cried for a minute and then he like kind of like lifted his head up and like looked around and <laughs> I'm here well yeah. <laughs> and I just cried you know it's it that feeling of like
0: oh my god you are oh my god my life will never be the same yeah
1: um, and you do anything, like you in an instant, you just yeah. jump in front of a bus for that little thing.
0: Do you feel like it's your priorities just like completely shift?
1: It's just like, is at the moment for me, he comes first with everything. Mm. Like I just had my hands on the weekend, and I haven't. It's the first time I've pumped mm. to be able to have you know to not think about yeah. how the drinks I have to have. Yeah, um, he wasn't taking the bottle. <laughs> Um, we we were told, you know, try him on the bottle a few days before so he gets used to the bottle so that he do not have the bottle. And of course I didn't do that and he didn't take the bottle. And Scott came out, (laughs) my dad and Scott, I came out and he was like, "Um, just come in. Sam's a little bit upset because he's he's having a bit of trouble taking the bottle. And I I was like, how upset is he? He's like, my dad's like, oh, he's totally on the phone. <laughs> I walked in and I was like, whole face was so red. <laughs> so upset. Oh, he wasn't taking money. He's obviously so hungry. Yeah. They've been trying not to like, they just wanted me to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how long has he been like this, guys? And so I stopped, you know, I stopped drinking immediately so that I could. Yeah. But there wasn't a thought in my mind of like, what do I have to do right now? I'm just yeah. like, I wish I hadn't even had a, I wish I hadn't drunk so I could feed him my little yeah. baby. Then, of course, there's the other side of it. That he'll be fine. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he cries for a bit. we give him some, we're, it's on solids now. Like, he will be completely fine. He's very loved. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's amazing how much they just, that that's the priority. Everything else just comes second. Yeah.
0: I think it was yesterday. I don't know if it was yesterday. Uh, but you posted that you were closing down your Instagram. Yeah. And hopping off social media. Yeah. Is that in, or I don't know if inspired is the right word but was that fueled by Zan?
1: Zan, yeah. a lot of it I guess was I've, I've always had a bit of a love hate relationship with that I think it's an amazing connector mm. I really I've had some amazing people come into my life via Instagram um and it's been a really good outlet for me for writing um but I don't think it I don't think it's the greatest platform for conversation.
2: Mm.
1: I think that there's tone is so hard to read sometimes. Mm. I've I've had like, you know, people attack me for things that I've said, that I've gone, wow, if we were sitting here having conversation about this, Mm. we would be having conversation about this and you wouldn't be attacking me. And then there wouldn't be this animosity Mm. from something that I don't think is, you know, there's, there's no reason for this to get, to be like this but yeah you comment on people's instagram sometimes or people comment and then also like followers come after you with the daggers like yeah. there are some people who are very loyal to their people that they follow and if you have a different sort of opinion on something you can get attacked yeah and I that actually started me thinking about it like do I want to be contributing to the, it was like an accumulation of you know the occasional bully that I've had mm. or and I just—it takes a, took a lot out of me. I can't, I can't take the that. I can't just brush that off mm-hmm. as much as I would like to go. Mm, they're probably a fuckwit. Like who cares? Yeah, it it hurts me. Yeah, and I take time to recover from it. And it takes a couple of days for me to like, you know, someone attacks you, someone attacks you in the street. You'd be quite, you know, shaken by that. Yeah, it's the same on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. you are quite shaken by those things. And I had a couple of days off after this specific thing happened, where I just was scared to check my Instagram because mm. I just had this fear around being attacked. And I thought, God, it's actually quite nice, and I've done it—you know—so many times, taking a break. I was like, I actually always feel better when I'm mm. not on it because I'm not, you know, for the first. Firstly, you're drawn to how much you just habitually go and check. You see, yeah. and you're like, oh no, what's happening on in the old Instagram? And then mm-hmm. just scrolling through, looking at people that you don't have any relationship with, mm. and then. Somehow they're in your thoughts, they end up in my dreams.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> <People. yeah.
1: laughs> and then, yeah, so that doesn't happen after that, you know, you stop that habit thing. Mm. You suddenly got this space in your head for thoughts and just not just, you know, wondering, wondering things. It's like, mm. I think that that has really stopped, that stopped us. that, need to look at something all the time or be distracted by something stops it's definitely stopped me from doing that and then the other thing was that I would find myself replying like doing something with Zan Mm -hmm. like maybe feeding well not feeding him because I've only just started feeding him since I've been off but you know playing with him or something or just being present with him and then I would check it and then I would reply being replying to a comment yeah and he'd be going like "Ah, ah." you know, wanting my attention, I'd yeah. be like, yep, coming, baby. yep, just replying to this, yep, yeah, and just quickly, you know, yeah. doing that and going, hey, I've got to reply to this before, but really I should just be going, fuck that off, Yeah. here's my attention, yeah, why do I need to do that to, to a person I don't even know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just this whole realisation thing that just happened, and then it happened simultaneously when we moved, mm-hmm. and I thought, um, it's weird like a person came when at Claireville that like, just knew where we lived and started taking photos of us. This paparazzi. I don't even know why he thought he'd get any money from a photo of me. For some he did. And I saw him outside with a camera and I was like, that's scary that he knows where I live. And I wonder if that has anything to do with yeah. my Instagram or and I just thought I don't want to show photos of where I live. Yeah. Um and then so all those things kind of accumulated in me just having time away from it also, hey, I look around and I'm like, wow, people are all having lunch with each other, but no one's actually having a conversation with each other mm-hmm. because they're scrolling. Everyone has a phone in their hand. Yeah. They're looking at things or either showing them something. Or, yeah. And and then waking up in the morning next to Scott and us both reaching for our phones before we actually look at each other and go, hey, babe, how'd you sleep? You know? Yeah. Like, and I just actually met, started to make me feel so sick. Mm. Like I felt physically like I don't want to contribute to this culture mm. that we're creating. Mm. And then I read this amazing book called Lost Connection which totally talks about all this stuff, mm. how at a time when actually we really need to reconnect with each other, social media came out mm. and the internet happened and social media happened and it made us think that we're all connecting with each other. Like you go on Facebook and you're apparently connected to a hundred people from yeah. all over the world and yet none and yet people have never felt more alone people have never been more depressed. Mm. like antidepressants have just gone through the roof it's just not solving this problem
2: mm. but we
1: think that it is mm. and we think we're more connected and yeah I just went nah, I'm done
2: mm.
1: I'm done and I haven't missed it I've loved not being off. I've loved standing in front of a view and going, I don't need to take a photo of this. Not thinking about taking a yeah. photo to post later. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I relate to that. Like often I'll go to the beach and there's been so many times where I was like, oh, I should take a photo of this. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? I don't see the reason why and I just want to appreciate this. Mm. And if it's just for me, then it's just for me. Like mm. I, don't, I don't understand. I don't yeah. know. That's my grappling with it. I'm like, why would does someone else want to see this? Like I understand yeah. that there is such good that comes with social media, like you can really yeah. reach someone in their darkest moments, yeah. like there are those beautiful aspects of it too, but I do also see how we are so disconnected, mm. and like I often think about my life when I was younger, and I think I had a lot more friends, and I, I, I don't think that necessarily having more friends means you're more connected, but mm. I think there was an element to my life that I don't have as much now because of this yeah. false sense of connection, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or like recently, I I don't feel like I social media uses me so much. Like I'm pretty good with it. Um, but I've noticed lately in the last week, I touch my phone for no apparent reason, like just to. And mm. I've been watching myself do it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm. Like, what am I looking for mm. here right now? And it's like, if you dial down to it, it's like, it's that connection. You know, I'm mm. looking to right. connect with, I don't know what, if it's yeah. a message or yeah. something. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was funny this morning when I opened my inbox, I had um, just a newsletter that I subscribed to. Um, it's by the actress. What's her name? She was in the Matrix, Carrie Anne Moss. Oh. Um, she, anyway, she sent out. She has like a um, a platform for women that she also runs, and then she had sent out this email mm. just after I saw yours the night before. It's kind of saying the same thing. Right. Like she doesn't want to. She "There's so much information coming at her mm. that she's like, I don't want to be filling myself with any mm. more information, and I don't want to have to decipher through it all." Mm. And, so she's like, you know, there'll be a little bit of stuff in this particular right. platform that she runs, but yeah. otherwise she wants to connect with her children, yeah. her family and stuff like that. And so then I had yeah. the wow. two of you, like, do that within 24 hours. I was like... Definitely
1: a zeitgeist because i talked to a few people about it, obviously, since I have, you know, I hadn't posted for quite a long time. And, you know, you talk to people that people feel the same way about it. Mm. It's... It is such a, I love it for this, but I hate it for this. Mm.
2: Um,
1: and I guess it's just, like, there's been that little voice inside me and it's been niggling at me mm. and eventually, like, I was like, I have to listen to this voice because yeah. it's telling me something. And I think we need to listen to those voices inside us yeah. more than, you know, other things, yeah. other, other voices. And the other thing about it is that I, you know, I feel like we live in a world we just touched on it where there is so much information and Instagram is this place where everybody can have an opinion and mm. people do have opinions yeah. and they put it out there. And um, I sort of just thought, yeah, I do. I write things on my Instagram and I'm, I think about what I'm going to say. And, you know, I try to say something, but actually I feel like it's more beneficial to be quiet mm. At this point in time, like mm. there's not enough. Just quiet. Mm. There's so much coming at us.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and it was pretty nice thought to just go. Actually, my part in this is just going to be to say nothing.
0: Mm. It's profound, like it, and like the fact that you're willing to listen to that because I think so often people are like, oh, but what's going to happen if I just stop?
1: Mm. Oh, I love the idea of what's going to happen if I just stop. Mm. I, there's just so much space yeah. suddenly. even I was thinking about it
0: I I tested it out for a little bit because I've yeah I've gone through those phases where I'm like I just I I feel like I don't I'm sure I have things to say and Mm. I and like when I have my conversations with people for my podcast like I love that and Mm. I really enjoy that moment and I love sharing that with people Mm. but even today I was like well you know how they say like what's your voice what do you what do you want to bring and I'm like I don't know, I don't feel like I need to say anything. Like, yeah. there's this, like, I'm sh- sure I have, you know, yeah. lots of things to say, but I feel like through these conversations, I'm doing it.
1: I think it's great. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I would so much prefer to be, you know, sharing other people's stories, mm. really. It's, um, it's, A, you get, like, a varied, a whole bunch of varied mm. stories, but also it's, like, for me, it kind of felt a bit narcissistic to, you know, it's, like... Hey everyone, listen to my opinion again. <laughs> like, fuck off. Like, I, I and I, I, I feel that way because I see other people doing it as well, and I yeah. go oh, something's a bit irky about that. Like, what does that person think that? Yeah, their opinion is the right one, mm. or you know, I don't know. It's such also such a fascinating thing, Instagram for those things. Like, yeah. But I can't. You can't point the finger without going, "Well, you do it." Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just think, shut up.
0: Well, I like what you're saying in the sense that you've kind of gone, okay, I'm going to listen to myself. And I feel like if people take anything away from that conversation, it's like, do whatever you want to do, but make sure you're listening to your yeah. inner voice first yeah. rather than all the opinions of everybody
1: else around us, which is what of the lot that's happening. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Authentic. And yeah. it just comes back to you know, I'm putting stuff out there, if, when I did write those things, I did have a thing in my head where I was like, are you being authentic? Like, mm-hmm. Is this coming from a place of authenticity or is this coming from a place of narcissism? Like, mm-hmm. is this a post that you're posting because you want, because you think that's a nice photo of yourself and you want to put it up? Or yeah. is this, you know, a post that you actually feel like is beneficial for people, Yeah, which is really... at the, call what i want yeah but we all have an ego and we all service that ego mm. and so it is just about going to me it's always about are you doing this with love mm. or not mm. and i think you know that voice is like for me if i didn't have a kid i reckon i'd still be on it yeah because it, it can't life can be lonely and it is a nice thing mm. to have those connections with people maybe i would actually have just gone like I'm going to delete it and I'm going to start one that's just, that's private, so I can have authentic, you know, not, you know, that sort of thing, just make it more of a smaller kind of thing. Yeah. But I think like it has, having Zan, like it, that was my main thing. I don't want to be answering these things and writing back and feeling obliged to Mm -hmm. respond to someone when they're, you know, because I don't want to be rude either. People Mm -hmm. take the time to write things that they've like resonated, something's resonated with them. Like I owe them, Thank, a thank you or a yeah. thanks for sharing your part of that story and I can't do that and be present with Sam mm. and be present with Scott mm. and be present It's <laughs> a lot of presents but you know I just can't something I had to give and it was Instagram yeah yeah
0: well I found it inspiring and I've got more pondering for myself to do about it so before we finish our conversation I have three questions I ask for my guests. Huh? So the first one is, uh, if you weren't in your current career path, this might be a tricky one because you're moving yeah. into psychology, yeah. but you can choose however you
1: answer it. What would you like to attempt? Something in the field of, at the moment, like something in the field of giving back to the world. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I would have, I mean, climate change is such a big thing now. Mm-hmm. I just think that if we aren't all doing our part in that to help the planet survive, then we need to be Mm. and I I, you know probably would have done that I mean I hope that I I mean I still would like to I still absolutely have time we all have time yeah I just also have always loved psychology I've always been fascinated with behavior and our minds and all that so I am and I am going down that route so that's probably Mm -hmm. two answers but yeah (laughs) two
0: answers is fine (laughs) okay and what do you feel is your greatest
1: asset probably my lightness Mm. I think that um, that's the thing that people respond the most to. I think mm. is that I I like to go through life, you know, looking at the good things mm. and helping people see them, whether it's in themselves or in life. Yeah, yeah. So probably just like yeah, traveling through life with, with a lightness.
0: Mm. I like that. Okay, final one. Yeah. Is there a piece of wisdom that you've acquired through uh, your own experience or that someone's passed down to you that you live with today?
1: I think, I think we've sort of already kind of talked about it. it. It's just that being authentic to who you are. I think it's like a combination of my dad said to me once when I made a film and I, I made a fest film, and it was one of the 16 finalists. And then it goes onto YouTube the next day. Mm-hmm. And people were like, and I was in my room and I was just, it just gone on and, you know, it had, had heaps of views as they all get. And then heaps of comments. And mm-hmm. I started to read through the comments and I was so, I mean, it was like, there were so many mean things written mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, you only got in because your parents, or why don't you write direct and act in it, you narcissist bitch, you know, Mm. because I'd written direct and act in it. Yeah. You know, and at 23, and heaps of things, really nice things as well, but, you know, you don't think about those things. I was 23 and I just was so hurt by it Mm. and he probably walked into my room and I was crying or something and he sat down and he just said, Till, can't please everyone. Mm. And I think what I took from that is you can't, you're never going to please everybody. Mm. The best thing that you can do is to be who you are. Mm. And you know, if you're coming from a place of goodness, of, you know, of, you know, tr- there's nothing wrong with trying of authenticity and you're not hurting anyone, then fuck them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like i wasn't doing anything wrong yeah. i don't try and hurt people yeah. i try and do good in the world mm. if people don't like me then that's their problem yeah. I, i'm sorry but yeah mm. beautiful <laughs> i love it oh thank you for chatting to
0: me it's been such a pleasure